What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Doctrine for Dummies, where we like to discuss practical doctrine for everyday people. We believe that theology should not only be interesting, but should be easy to apply to our lives. If you are looking to dive deeper into your faith and your understanding of the gospel without being bored to death by some old guy, this is definitely the podcast for you. I am truly overjoyed that you have joined us for this episode. Now let's get pumped up for Doctrine for Dummies. Welcome back, everybody, to Doctrine for Dummies. My name is Mike Sexton, and I am your host. I am excited to be back for another episode. It has been, shoot, almost two months since I've done one of these, and uh, I've missed it. So I'm excited to be back uh, to do this again. I was trying to do once every other week uh, before, and I don't think that is necessarily practical with uh, how busy life is. And so I'm going to try to put one of these out every single month. Uh, moving forward. This is episode number five of the podcast. Uh, If you've been following along, I just want to say thank you uh, for all the people that follow us on social media and share this podcast whenever something new comes out. Uh, If you could do me a favor, if you could please share this, like this, subscribe, give me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be extremely, extremely helpful. Today, I wanted to talk about this idea of when the path that you're on makes no sense. When the path you're on makes no sense. And so first and foremost, uh, I feel like a lot of us, uh, we, we struggle with the idea of the path that we're on. We have a goal or, or an idea of where we're supposed to be at in life and we are not there. And so we're, we're seeking out God and how to pursue these things, how to pursue our dreams, how to get to the goals that we have, how to, how to reach the potential that we feel like God has for us, maybe even fulfill the calling that we believe God has on our lives. And so I think sometimes, though, we feel like the path that God is taking us down doesn't necessarily make sense. Or, or maybe you're working towards a goal and it's just it's just not there. Uh, maybe it's right there in front of you, but like you can see it, you're almost there, but you're just not there yet. Or maybe it's you've been asking God for something for some time. Maybe you've been looking and, and asking God to provide a house for you and your family or, or whatever it is, or maybe it's a promotion at work, or maybe it's, it's a new job and, and you've been asking God to provide and you know he will, like, like there's not a question in faith on necessarily if he will or not. Uh, you, you know that he's a provider, you know that he's good, you know that he loves you, but the path that you're going on in order to get to that thing that you're asking for, to get to that goal, to get to that maybe thing that you feel like God is calling you to, that next level, that next step, the path that he's taking you down doesn't seem to make sense. Or maybe you're on the other side. Maybe you've been asking God for something for a long period of time. You know that this is what God's been calling you to, and you find yourself in this situation. You find yourself there. You find yourself achieving the goal that you've been asking for, you've been working towards for the longest period of time, and you get there, and it's just not what you expected. You see, I've been reading through the one-year Bible, um, just in my daily devotions this year, and and I'm reading through Exodus right now, and and I was really challenged by the story of the Israelites and their exodus out of Egypt. And there were some passages that I read 
that, that really just challenged my thinking on where God's taking me and the path that he is leading me down to get me there. And, and I'll give a little bit of backstory of our passage. And if you've grown up in church, you're familiar with this story. But the Israelites, they were in Egypt. They were there for about 400 years. Uh, basically, they came there because there was a big famine. And, um, and Joseph uh, was there. He had worked himself all the way up into kind of the ranks. And he kind of saved his family in the middle of the famine. And, and the Pharaoh at the time um, invited his family and basically the Israelites to come and, and be there. But as century and century or decade after decade went on and there was different leadership, uh, they didn't really enjoy the fact that the Israelites were in Egypt. And so there was a pharaoh that that kind of arose and was in charge then later on down the road that didn't like the fact that these Israelites were being fruitful and multiplied and their population was growing in their land and he felt like it was going to kind of take control of his power. And so what he did was he actually enslaved the Israelites uh, to basically just be slaves to the Egyptian people, to the government there, and to do hard work, hard labor, all of these sorts of things. And it got to the point where he was so worried about them taking over, where he um, commanded that all of the, the Israelite baby boys be murdered. And, and at that moment, you can imagine the Israelites, they had been given this gift of this land and they then it's obviously not going good anymore. They're slaves. And then it gets to the point where they're commanding that the baby boys get murdered. And, and you hear that and it's like, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. But at that moment is when the Israelites began to cry out to God. And what's really crazy is they ended up using this guy or God ended up using this guy named Moses, if you're familiar, uh, to order the, the Pharaoh at the time, order Pharaoh at the time to release the Israelites. And you've kind of heard this story, like the let my people go story and all the plagues that ended up coming and all of these sorts of things. And so eventually Pharaoh allows God's people to go. He allows the Israelites to leave and the Israelites are fleeing from Egypt and Pharaoh then has kind of, uh, he regrets letting them flee and then he ends up goes and chasing them down with all of these people. And that's where we find ourselves in our passage today. We're going to be in Exodus chapter 14. We're going to be reading verses 10 through 15, but I'm going to read the first two right now. It says this, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. You see, the path the Israelites were on didn't make sense to them. They had been in a terrible situation for a long time. They asked God to remove them. He did that. And then the moment it doesn't make sense, the moment where they are able to see the, the Egyptians and Pharaoh chasing them down, they begin to panic. You see, Israel, the Israelites were, were following God. They had hit the Red Sea and they were like, where are we supposed to go? They're, they're being chased down and they hit the Red Sea and they're like, where are we supposed to go? And what do they do in that moment? They begin to question. They say, why did you bring us 
out here to die in the wilderness. They're talking to Moses. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? They're like, hey, we could have just died there. That would have been fine rather than just dying in the wilderness. What have you done to us, Moses? Why, why have you allowed us to be out here? Why did you make us? Why did you force us to leave Egypt, even though they were the ones crying out to God? Didn't we tell you that this would happen? They eventually end up saying, leave us alone. You see, although God was leading them to where they needed to go, they didn't understand the path God had them on. You see, God's call to something will always lead you through something. I'm going to say that again. God's call to something. So God calling you to do something, God leading you into something will always lead you through something. You see, when you ask God for something, a lot of times what I've noticed is he doesn't just hand it to you. A lot of times God leads you through something to get you to that next thing. You see, a lot of times we do the exact same things that the Israelites do. We ask God to provide. We ask God to direct our steps. We ask God to do all of these things. And he begins to answer our prayer with a yes. But his ways are always different than ours. His thoughts are always different than our thoughts. You see, God always does something a little bit different than we anticipated when we're asking for something. You see, when you ask God for strength, he will give you something to strengthen you. What does that mean? A lot of times when you ask God for strength, he's going to give you a difficult thing to work through so that your strength can be built up. You see, most of the time, if you want to get where you want, or sorry, if you want to get where God is trying to get you, he takes you through some difficult things to build you up towards it. It's like working out in the gym. Like if you want to get your muscles stronger, you have to essentially hurt your muscles by working them out. It breaks them down for them to ultimately build up stronger. You see, when you ask God for something, he's going to have to work out some things in your life to get you to that point. And guess what? Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. And what you need to do is you need to trust that he is using your circumstance, using that path to lead you to where he wants you to be. You see, God's call to something will always lead you through something. And that's the exact thing that the Israelites didn't understand. They began to question God. They began to question the path that they were on rather than trusting that he was bringing them through something that would ultimately lead to the good that he had for him or had for them. The passage continues in verse 13 through 15. It says, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians will see today or the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. And I love this next passage. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. And then it continues in verse 16. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. What I love about this passage is Moses, the leader of this kind of movement, this movement through uh, or to escape um, Egypt, he's encouraging them, don't be afraid. God will rescue us. I know that he's leading us down the right path. The Lord will fight for us. Stay calm. And the Lord says, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. And then he tells him to pick up his staff and and basically put it in the Red Sea. And you kind of know the... The story where it parts the Red Sea and they're able to walk through. You see, God knew the deliverance was just on the other side of that faith. 
You see, all Moses had to do was put his staff in the water and he'd divide uh, the seas so that they could walk through. You see, and God knew that it was just one faith step, one thing for him to do, one decision of just uh, being faithful to what God was calling him to do. Maybe one step that was a little bit uncomfortable, uh, one faith step that would lead to their deliverance. And what I love about this story is that the Israelites were one step away from their deliverance. They were one faith step. They were one decision away. They were one uh, a, a movement away from, from their deliverance finally coming. They'd be saved from the Israelites, one faith step away from their prayers being answered. And just when they were right at the door of having the freedom that they had been asking for for such a long time, they began to question. They began to argue with God. They began to say, oh man, it's not worth it. Why don't we just go back to when we were enslaved? See, I think sometimes God looks at us and is like, why are you complaining? I have provided the way. You just need to keep moving. See, I think sometimes we cry out to God and God is saying, just keep on moving. You're one or two steps away from the thing you've been asking for. Keep on praying. Keep on knocking. Keep on serving. Keep on worshiping. Keep on growing. Keep on grinding. Keep the faith. You see, some of you, you're just one step away from what God has prepared for you. Don't pull up short. Don't run the race just to lay down right before the finish line. Finish the race. See, what I love about the way that God works is I think he leads us down these paths that don't make sense. He, he leads us down these paths that sometimes we're like, why would he lead? Like, I just want to go over there. Why is he leading me down this scenic route to get there? They don't, it doesn't make sense. He leads us in directions that the world will say, why would you do it that way? It's so much easier if you just do this and you're like, no, I feel like God is calling me to do it a different way, to do this certain, this certain thing. And we begin to, to wonder, man, why is God leading us down these paths? And what I love about it is he does it so when we get to where we want to be, when we get to the end goal, when we get to what God has been preparing for us, when, when we get there, what I love about the path that God walks us down is the only thing that we can point to, to the reason of us getting there is God. You see, if we were to figure it out on our own, if we were to, to kind of figure out our own path to reach the goal, to reach the, the calling or, or the direction that we feel like we're supposed to be reaching, if we, were, if we were doing it all on our own, we would give ourselves the glory. You see, what I love about the story of the Israelites in this is that they had been asking God time and time again to save them. And then he finally does. And they get right before kind of the grand finale of their, their asking for deliverance. And right before they get there, they don't understand the path that God had taken them down. They find themselves in the middle of the wilderness, right before the sea. And they're like, we cannot cross this. These people are closing in on us. Our time is short. And God is saying, it's just one more faith step. It's just one more step in the right direction. You don't even need to cry out for me. Just keep on moving. I've already prepared the path for you. So what are you wanting in life right now? That you feel like, man, I will never get there. Or man, I don't know how the path that I'm on will get me to the place that I know God is calling me to be. 
Or I feel like this pursuit of holiness, this pursuit to know God, love God, read my Bible, be involved in my church, to serve my community, it's not worth what I'm going to benefit at the end. You're kind of starting to get tired of the race. What I would encourage you with is to keep moving. You see, God knows your deliverance is just on the other side of your next faith step. See, God doesn't want us to just complain. He doesn't want us to question all the time. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt for us to ask questions, but when we have a, a questioning kind of spirit towards God's call on our life, man, he's just saying, I've already prepared the way. It, it takes one more step. Keep on moving and you will see what I have prepared for you. So what does that next faith step for you look like? What is the thing you need to keep pressing into? Where have you not really trusted God that you're starting to give up hope that he can actually come through? See, I think a lot of us, God is telling us to just keep moving, to just keep pressing in spiritually, to just keep pressing into the church, to keep pressing into our devotion, to keep pressing in to worships, to not, or in, into our worship, to not just go through the motions but to press in and see where God might show up. See, because when, even when it feels like things are falling apart, God is saying, just keep on moving. I've already prepared the path for you. I've already prepared the, the, the dream for you, the abundant life for you. Just keep on pressing in to me. I know it may seem bleak. I may know, I know it might seem like things are out of control. I know it might seem like things are kind of crazy and they're never going to pan out. And the path that I've taken you down doesn't make sense, but just keep on moving forward. I've already prepared the path for you. I've already prepared the place for you. Keep pressing forward and you will see the fruit of it. And when you get there, it won't be all the glory to you. It will be all glory to God because he's the one that's provided the way. He's the one that's provided the path. And he's the one that's provided the joy that you're ultimately going to experience as you continue to pursue him. I want to say thank you for joining us for another episode, episode number five of the Doctrine for Dummies podcast. Uh, we are going to be doing this every month and I'm going to be more consistent. I, I think I tried to bite off a little bit more than I could chew before. And so make sure you join us again next month in the month of March for the next episode of Doctrine for dummies. Make sure you like, subscribe, give us reviews. If they're good, if they're bad, also would enjoy those. Also follow us on social media at Doctrine for Dummies. That's all I got for you guys. I love you. See you. Hear from you next month. Later.